being your identity, you've got to be the persona and the human characteristics of your brand embodied. Whether your brand is you, whether your brand is a different name, it doesn't matter. You embody what that brand is and you need to be brand forward at all times. This is a Soulfire production. You are listening to episode 192. All right, y'all, if you haven't seen it on my social, you need to know, but Speaker School is going back on tour this fall. We are going to open up registration on September 25th, but if you're on my wait list and that wait list is open until September 20th, we close doors to the wait list on September 20th, but that means you get to register two days early. So we will open for our wait list on September 22nd. You get early access. The course is on demand, guys, so you can start binging. Plus, one of you on the wait list gets entered to win a backstage pass, all expense paid trip to come shadow me on a keynote. It is such fun. I brought Jess Johnson, one of our speaker schools with me to Chicago a couple of months ago. We had a big fancy dinner the night before we like did. She spent the whole day with me. It was just such a vibe. And we learned so much about each other, but it was just invaluable, not just for me as a performer, but certainly, um, you know, as a speaker schooler, I would have killed for something like this when I was coming up in the biz and you know, listen, speaker school is just that. It is my decade of experience as an active, active keynote speaker. Guys, I'm speaking full-time for a living to rooms of 50, to rooms of 50,000, right? Like I am an active keynote speaker. So you are going to get access to speaker school for life. As I make updates, you get it for life and you get a community of other badasses. Plus it's the only one-on-one, I use air quotes, coaching because I'm not a coach. I'm more of a teacher. Um, You get one-on-one access to me every month in these live Zoom calls and they are fire. I bring in, some of them are solo and it's just you and I, and we, you get to ask me real life questions. And then sometimes I'm bringing in like my rock star, badass speaker bureau friends, industry contacts, and we talk shit and talk shop and you just get like all the good stuff, right? So this course was really made for two people. The person who, like me, knows in their bones they want to be a keynote speaker. Like if you have this calling to the stage, this this course is going to help you figure out how to find the stages, how to rock it when you get on stage, and how to leave a legacy on the other side of the stage, baby. We want that encore. And it's also for the person who has an existing brand or business and knows that speaking on stage will amplify that business, sell more product, grow your list, uh, increase your following. And it will, in my opinion, there is no better sales and marketing tool than getting on stage, than having a platform. So how do you position and package that? And uh, this is the real deal, non-poser nation, because there's a lot of bullshit out there, way to go make that happen. We're cultivating the dopest community. We're throwing leads to each other. I mean, we have such big ideas for this course and uh, the evolution of the speaker school ride or die community that we're building. And it's just lighting up like wildfire. So we hope to see you in class this fall, baby. Doors open September 25th. Link in the show notes to learn more. Get on the wait list. And that wait list closes September 20th. And if you're on the wait list, you get registered for a potential backstage pass and you get to register early, baby. So I hope to see you there. 
Okay, guys, we are back with part two of my conversation with my team, Lisa and Sage from House of Nectar. And this episode is really special because this one gets really nitty gritty and extra tactical because we're going to talk about the three principles, the three brand anthems, the three things House of Nectar swears by as you work to transform your brand into a coveted sensation. What is it going to take physically, mentally, tactically, emotionally? And I can tell you from firsthand experience, these are all things that are happening right now with me. They are the core of what these women do as artists themselves. And I really think the value in this episode is invaluable. I hope you love it as much as I do. I hope you're ready to take some notes and just buckle up because you're going to learn a lot. And I think it's going to blow your mind and open it up in a, in a really good way. It's going to blow your mind in, in a good way because you're going to be able to shave a lot of time and pain and bullshit off the process of transformation and awakening and growth and what all that looks like. So do you have the right squad? Do you have the right people around you? And do you have the right mindset to really grow in the way you want to grow, whether it's your own personal brand or a brand you're building that is a product-based brand. So whatever type of business you're running, you're running a business, baby. And how you position and package that business fucking matters. So here's part two of my conversation with House of Nectar, baby, as we get in to the nitty gritty. Oh my God, we are back. Part two uh, with the House of Nectar goddesses, the mothership, uh, Sage Aubrey and Lisa Batcher. Batcher? Yeah, you got it, girl. I used to say botcher. I'm like, she's definitely you betcha. She's Lisa Betcha. So the mothership, my mothership is here. These these women are my secret weapon, baby. My secret weapon. So we're doing a part two because you know if you're listening and you have a brand, if you have a business, you want to speak, or maybe you have a product, whatever it is. Yo, anybody else want to turn their brand into a coveted sensation? Well, um, maybe you do not have. Yeah, holla. Maybe you have the means to hire House of Nectar right now. I am going to link up to all things House of Nectar in the show notes um, from both episodes. And, you know, you'll find them on social media. We'll be talking about these episodes online. Uh, but I wanted to, we wanted to make sure you had something like really fucking juicy, like really, really juicy so that you could leave this episode going, oh, damn, here are some things I could do right now or some mindset shifts I can start making right now as a sort of clean out my own closet, prepare for my own spiritual awakening, like prepare to sort of kill the darlings I need to kill. So uh, what we're going to do here in this part two is just sort of tap into Lisa and Sage's brains on really those three things. Because any more than that, it's too overwhelming. Like you got to hire these babes to get into the, to the inner circle of all the magic. But I think high level, what is, let's do three things. Uh, let's start with number one. You know, when we think of turning brands into coveted sensations, like, and you guys having your own little brand anthems, right? Your own little Bible of shit that like is a non-negotiable. What's number one? What's the first thing someone should be thinking about? To shed thy old. We believe in the oh. house of factor is always shedding season. Mm. What does that mean? That means that you are literally willing to take past identities past issues, <laughs> trouble, um, hardship, struggle, everything that we go through, right? We all are filled with hustle and grind. But with that, we collect a lot of things that we need to sloth off. 
even the armor that you wear, what armor armor are you putting on? Is it doubt? Is it imposter imposter syndrome? syndrome? Is it Mm. just these insecurities that you're wearing or comparison? Oh, like I'm going to be canceled. Oh my God. They're all going to hate me. Yeah. I'm ostracized. Yeah. Like we're wrapped in this armor. You have this guard on you and you've got to sloth it off. And what's interesting is that when you sloth, and you start to remove all of these toxicities that like the impurities. have the impurities <laughs> and the toxicities that have like armored you for so many years, you start to learn that these struggles and these things that you actually think hold you back are more than likely are the things that give you the edge. For instance, I grew up my whole life hiding that I am severely dyslexic and ADHD. Mm. I thought that those were the things that actually held me back in my life. But in all reality, I am a creative visionary. People come to me for these out of the box concepts and ideas. And I don't think in a box. I've actually was born to think outside of the box. And so what all of these years that I thought held me back are actually what has built everything that I've ever built to this day. And I just want people to know that sloth it off, get rid of the impurities and like table what your struggles are. And more than likely we'll find your edge within those. Damn. Okay. That is a dope number one. Yes. Shed thy armor. Shed thy armor. Shed thy old. Shed Mm -hmm. thy old. Okay. This is super dope. Um, Number two. It's not serving you. I love this. It's not serving you. It's not serving you. Lay it down. I had to lay down a lot of armor, babes. You you witnessed it. You watched it. Some of it I still, like, I've got, like, there might be a couple things, like, around my, like, you know, shins. There might be a few little pieces of armor that I just haven't taken the full boot off. But I'm, like, working. I've got, like, 90, I would say 92% of my armor off. And a few things that I'm still working on healing um, so much from a trust perspective, you know? And I think when you've been... Yeah. What would you say the biggest sloth for you was? Like, what was the big thing of the unveiling that we've done with you? 100% terrified that, you know, what is one of the universal fears? Like not being in community, being ostracized, like cancel culture. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. As a creative, as an artist. Oh my God. I terrified. I was terrified of it. Um, you know, it's so funny though. I got to this point and I think this is where you, when you get to this point, you know, you're going to be okay. I just wish I would have popped off here in my thirties instead of in my forties. But I now officially care more about my own opinion than the opinion of others. Like Mm -hmm. I don't, Like, I just feel, I work on it every day. I meditate. I use breath work. I use my Bozzy charts. I have women like you and so many of my best friends in my life. Such a support system in my life. Like you have to, you have to holla hype, right? You have to keep yourself high vibe, your water, baby. Or you have to just make sure if you're even feeling low vibe or nervous or afraid, you have to get the things in your life that are going to snap you out of that. But you know, guys know I was so afraid. Uh, Mm -hmm. I was in that corporate box and I played it way too safe because I was so afraid of not being taken seriously or Mm -hmm. being made fun of and judged and said really mean things about because of the things I want to go do in my life. But guess what? It's happening already. It was happening when I was playing it safe in corporate. So if people are already talking, let's go give them something to talk about, right? That's my theory. So that was mine. Absolutely. I don't know if that's how you interpreted What's our work together. By sloth? Yeah. Yeah. What, what have you sloth? What's your um, sloth? I want to know your sloth. 
a lot. I think we all wear a lot of shit all the time. That's really heavy. <laughs> I mean, um, hard, especially women. We're so hard on ourselves. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> um, well, and women are really hard on women naturally. Uh, and yeah. we're and especially too. Mom. Yeah, exactly. And, and mom, the mom culture's no joke. God, <laughs> hard. And I think it's really important to remember too, like we are always hardest on ourselves. Yeah. Because we hold ourselves to these really high standards and we are high performers. We have high energy, high stakes, right? Um, I think you that's can tell this is perfectionism. Oh, shit. <laughs> Call me out. I feel that. I no, feel okay, that. You're, I feel that's it. That's why your bestie's supposed to do that. Uh, I know. Okay. But I, I want to say, I'm going to like combat that a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing that I've had to sloth off in the past few years is conditioning of what should be from the culture that I grew up in, from the people that I grew up around, expectations, um, playing within that field that everyone kind of needed you to play within because that's what that's what that world goes around in and breaking through that and becoming my own and not fitting in anymore, really. And it's okay. And not caring what they think. Yeah, that I relate to that. It's the people pleasing. And maybe that's what I mean by cancer culture. It's a combination. Like I'm a Midwest girl. And, you know, I know you share that in common with me as well, like born and raised. And it's such a bad quality of the Midwest. I mean, we're really nice people, but I was like too nice. Like I would just let people walk all over me and I didn't have boundaries. And I was so worried about everybody not liking me. Oh my God, what if they don't like me? So I'm just going to like literally not do anything I want to do because I just need to like make sure everybody else is happy or, you know, whatever. No, like fuck that noise. It doesn't mean I can't be a nice person. Of course, I'm always going to be, that is who I am. I'm a nice girl, but now it's like boundaries locked up, right? There are some Mm -hmm. armors that you can put on to protect yourself when you are building a business and Mm -hmm. you know, it is business and you're going to have to have hard conversations and Mm -hmm. you do have to be clear as kind. And it doesn't mean, but again, if people are already talking, who cares? So I love that. I love that you shared that because the conditioning is the real thing, especially in, in motherhood and certainly from our families and in other ways. So that's yeah, a good one. I mean, you talk about Midwest culture, you talk about you feel that like there's there's a lot of deal shit. and nope. especially when you go to drop off line and you've got long black nails. <laughs> nails, that's my favorite. <laughs> ladies, or you're I, like okay. ladies, gents, whoever's listening, I went to drop off line full glamour ready for Beyonce because that is what my schedule demanded. I had to get ready way earlier than I would have wanted my to. And oh my God. Let me tell you, you, and she had a diamond. I mean, that's the day of course that, you know, the, the crossing guard person like pops their head in my car and you know, you get the look of judgment and you're like, cool, you know, here we go. Okay. It is what it is. Let's, that's what we do. Okay. Sage, what did you have to shed? This is a good one. What is the, well, mine was really my whole life. I, I sloughed and I had to slough and it just recently came to me that my dyslexia and my ADHD. So I thought these severe learning disabilities were. What held me back, but it's also what gave me this grit and this fortitude and my crazy brain. I don't think inside the box, I see everything from like a different dimension and perspective. And that's why people come to me. That's what my visionary work is. When I've, what I built to date was because of this brain, but really genuinely I have I, it wasn't till this year that anyone has ever known about this struggle. And yeah. 
um, I'm still becoming comfortable with coming out of the box in it, you know, cause I don't want people to see me as not capable, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. It's so good mm-hmm. and so true. Okay. House of Nectar. Juicy. Anthem number two. What is this? What is, what is, juicy, is it? Juicy? Yes. Juice. Is, is it juicy? <laughs> Cute Juicy nectar, by Biggie Small. What we're going to tell you. Drink thy nectar. Drink thy nectar. Okay. Mm-hmm. So tell me more. Your identity, building your identity, positioning yourself, building around that, and creating from this place of originality is going to be one of the most important pieces of your foundation. We can't strategize until we get there. And here's the thing, mm-hmm. being your identity, whether you are a keynote speaker on stage, whether you own any other type of business, you've got to be the persona and the human characteristics of your brand embodied. Keyword there. Whether your brand is you, whether your brand is a different name, it doesn't matter. You embody what that brand is and you need to be brand forward at all times. You need to have your mission. You need to have your purpose. You need to have your tone, your manner, your style, your language, the way you show up and embody what you do matters more than you probably want to admit, because here's the secret here is like, it's a lot of work. It takes a lot of effort to be running in that lane at all times. Now, all times, we even have this, even at the grocery store. Okay. We've even had this talk with Judic AF. It doesn't mean you can never have a laid back look. It doesn't mean you can never be that behind the scenes person. But what it does mean is that you are yourself in that at all times. So you're not going to get sloppy with it. You're not going to show up and let someone see you and think, oh, that's not who I thought she was. Because that, that, yeah. that's trust. You're Shatters trust. trust. You're breaking trust. Shatter it. You're breaking trust. You're diminishing your credibility. You need to be in your identity. You need to become your identity. You need to stand in that as a power. And that power is not an acquired unless you put in the work. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're an authority in a space, people want to see that credibility from you. Like we get it. The Kardashians can show up as who the Kardashians are because they built that image to date to such a level to be, and to push the boundaries and whoever they're going to next. But you know, a lot, most of us are not the Kardashians. And so if we want to be an authority in a certain space, like we did with Judy, if you go and look at Judy's Instagram, it's very strategic. If you look at the way she shows up in her stories, it's very strategic. Like to a point where we have to have calls with Judy sometimes where we're like, Judy, you cannot look like suburban mommy. <laughs> no, because you are, like you are not. Dope. Suburban housewife is you not your are brand. This like dope ass spoken word keynote performer artist. You gotta be her. And then Judy's like, oh shit, I didn't realize. So when you think of like strategy in a brand, we go to the shit that people don't even think about. But here's the deal. It's all of those little micro nuances that are either hindering or growing the trust in your brand. And it's not about, oh, just having this like image and identity. No, no, it's, it's not. actually serious strategic brand chess moves where you're always positioned where people are taking you seriously and you 
yourself are taking your authority seriously as well. My strategic brain does not let anything go unlooked or like any rock uncovered. So I see every single piece of everything. Just know that it's all a part of the strategy. Mm -hmm. It is a full picture, a full circle. You cannot have an outlier. That's where the sacrifice comes in. That's where the kill of the darling saying comes in. And cohesion. Exactly. Yeah. Dude. And sacrifice is the big word. Yeah. The most consistent brands, look at the Kardashians. They are consistent. You know what to expect from them. You know how they're showing up in their style vibe. You know how they're talking. They've created a culture. They've created identity. They've created an image. You guys, that is works of art from strategic chess moves taken step-by-step, year after year, time after time. All of it is a plan. And that's what yeah. most people lack is the ambition to create that plan and then to take the sacrifice from today to say, I'm not going to do what I want right now to do what I need to do. And that is strategy and that is strategic yeah. and that is sacrifice. And if someone listening to this right now is going, oh my God, that sounds exhausting. Then I, I would say, babe, then this ain't for you. Mm-hmm. Because it is going to require, if you want to build a brand that plays the infinite game, that changes culture, that leaves a legacy, it is going to require sacrifice. And I do have, I, you know, guys, I have to think about when I am going to Whole Foods in Scottsdale, I have to think about that. Like, you know, and it's now it doesn't mean that the girls are saying I need to be in full motherfucking sequin when I rock, no. you know, my whole, but it does, it does mean that like, even you look at like it's hat to the back, a spiritual gangster tee, like cool tennies, like it's a jean jacket, like it's my a vibey bag. Like, like it's just me thinking about even my laid back look has to be the persona of my artistry and who mm-hmm. I am and what I'm building so that if and when I see someone, which I did just yesterday at the grocery store and I thought of you girls, I'm like, yes, <laughs> I'm so glad I thought of this because I saw someone in the community and we took a little selfie and it was cute. You know what I mean? And it's like, you just don't know. And if that isn't for you, then it isn't for you. Right. But it is, it is tough and it is something to think about. You know, if you're on video, I want to have that vibe. Yeah. And one more little juicy bit about that too is about Judy. She was going to an event and she mm-hmm. dropped in on her voice message and she was like, okay, <sighs> girls, um, I'm thinking about wearing this to the event. And it wasn't that it wasn't beautiful and magnificent and dope as hell because that's just Judy. But when you start looking about strategic steps, we were like, Judy, you are a seven-figure keynote speaker. Here are your brand colors. You are showing in the up in that room to make a statement. You actually, when you go to network, you go to be magnetic. You go to attract people. You want to stand out because you want to be memorable. And the thing that we do is we make our clients memorable. And I think it's really, really powerful. And for Judy, who's built a seven-figure business, we're like, you show up like a million bucks, babe. Mm -hmm. You don't show up like the gal in the back who hasn't built that yet. It's like you show up to let people know who you are and what they're working with. And it's intimidating as fuck. And you got to have- Oh my God, I was so scared. But I did it. We're not in those rooms to not be making a statement. And if you truly are in a place where you're like, I need to and want to set my brand on fire, 
you've got to look inward and be like, am I willing to do the work? Because Mm -hmm. this is the type of work that it takes. It is no joke. And I will say that event, I know exactly what you're talking about. I was definitely the most, I was the, well, besides the presenter, but I was, I definitely stood out and I did what I needed to do. And I came to work and I set an energy and I shifted a frequency and it drew a ton of conversation to me and people mm-hmm. wanted to take photos and guys, that's the essence. So that's it is not awesome. a game that is for the faint of heart. Like you have to, but I'm build. it makes sense for what I'm building and what I'm doing and the game I'm getting into and the artistry that I, the artist that I am and the artistry visually that we're going to continue to put out into the world. So again, these are the ways I'm being pushed. So number one, shed thy old. old? Okay. Mm -hmm. Number two, drink thy nectar, which means you have to live, eat, sleep, and breathe your persona. We are always talking about um, for my brand and in the House of Nectar team calls that we have brand forward. Is this brand forward? It helps us make decisions on what to wear, who to be with, who to partner with, who to collab with, who to have on this fucking show. Like, is Mm -hmm. it brand forward? Number three, what you got? Well, if we're going along with House of Nectar language, I would say that you're going to shed thy old, you're going to drink thy nectar, and you are going to create pure gold. And the only way that you do that is by taking action. And for us, it's differentiated action. When we think of Judy, Judy's path, right? I wish you could all see, cause we are such hand talkers. I want to be like, Judy's path is like this. And then it was like, this. <laughs> you are sailing in one direction. Let's take it back to the captain from before. When you're sailing in one direction, you're like, the iceberg is coming. The iceberg is coming. The iceberg is coming. What do you have to do? You've got to pick another direction. You've got to go a different way. You have to be different, but that different for us when you are creating the purest gold is because it's original, because it's authentic, because it's genuine. And then it's going to cut through the noise and cutting through the noise is exactly what we need to do. Mm -hmm. We are inundated with messages. You could scroll endlessly. You've got every platform in front of you for inspiration, every podcast that you can pop in your ears, every Pinterest that you can scroll, you've got to stand out. You've got to not follow the trends. You can't hop on what everyone else is doing. You can't mimic what someone else is doing in your space. Just like we said, it's not like House of Nectar has this like stamp of like how we do things. We truly are relational developing. Everybody's different. Energy. Yeah. To know what you need. We can't recreate what we did for Judy. You've Mm. got to find that in your lane Mm -hmm. and run with it as far as you can. I'm not going to say as fast as you can, because we are in longevity here. We are investing in taking the steps in this golden direction Mm -hmm. that is going to help you cut through and stand up and stand apart and be seen and be heard and be known. And also just have others believe in you. You know, we want others to believe in us. That's part of this process, right? But people are smart. They're going to see through what's not real. They're going to smell out (laughs) what's inauthentic. Poser nation, poser disalignment. Yes. And that's where you really create the golden good stuff. Yeah. And I think it's just, just to go off of what Lisa was saying, it's just originality. I don't think that we're in the era anymore of copycat 
I just, you know, to call it a spade, a spade, it's like, you can't be like, oh, I'm going to take what she did and just do it. Like we're all bored. We're all overstimulated and it's not, it's not creative. And so I truly believe the next trend of what people are going to be investing in is trying to figure out their original creative spin on whatever they're doing. Because like, I love it turning up in the same podcast, in the same angle, in the same way that everyone's doing is so bored. We're over it. We're over it. We're bored. And it's like, I don't know how to say this with diplomacy and tact other than you've got to invest in figuring out what makes you original real fast, Mm -hmm. because there's not much the algorithm is going to keep doing or undoing to yourself because you can't rely on that. You've just got to, you've got to create from a place of authenticity and Um, that's what we feel like is lacking so much because we've gotten into this era of coaching and copycatting where they're like, do this system and this system is going to create it for you. And then everyone's been through the F and system and they're like, it's still not working. So it's, I think the age of Aquarius is starting to do its magic. Give it to me. And I think it's no more BS and like yeah. invest in finding your voice and creating the gold within yourself. Invest in help finding that someone that can help you figure that out. Your identity, your story, and your strategy is what mm. it comes down to. Yeah. It can be hard to, fi- you know, it's hard. It, this is what's so invaluable about this investment because y- it is hard to do that with yourself. You, you need to catch things from, you know, why do, why is, why do comedy, why does set, Saturday Night Live have a writer's room? You know, why, why does improv, why do all sketches that boss on stage all happen in a writer's room and fingers really have producers. Bad, yeah, yeah, we all have producers. We have like Rick Rubens. Like you have the Beastie Boys. Like, and there's this iconic video. I mean, maybe I'll link it up. We'll link it up in the show notes. There's this really dope video on Instagram, and I have it flagged. And it is Flea playing the guitar uh, to one of their early, early Chili songs. And he just couldn't get the beat right. He couldn't get the beat right. He couldn't get the beat right. Right. But it took Rick Rubin, who, by the way, by the way has no music degree, who is not from now. He's got the PhD of music because he's produced some of the most iconic. My God, he found a Def Jam, y'all. Let's go. But like he... He's sitting there with Flea and Flea's so in his head. He can't get out of his head. He can't get out of his head. And then Rick Rubin just looks at him and he goes, and this is like, so like what house, this is like, if I can sum up the house of Nectar relationship and Judy Holler and Booty, it would be like, he, Rick Rubin just looks at Flea and he goes, yo, Flea, stop. And he looks at him and he goes, yo, relax on the beat. Relax on the beat. Just sit back. I need you to relax on the beat. And he's like, took this breath. And it took that outside perspective, this writer's room experience, this individual who has the gift of helping Flea shed his old habits, right? Helping Flea understand that, you know, he's got to lean into what makes makes Flea Flea because Flea is very, very unique and original. And then he can create the pure gold and he just relaxed on the beat. And then that one of their most iconic, I'm blanking on the name of the song was born. It was like this really great bass beat and Flea's just legend. But the point of the story here is we need you to move faster and be a little less perfect. It doesn't mean we don't do quality work, but to Lisa's point, one of the things that House of Nectar also does really well 
is that we have to try things. You have to have a playground. You have to move, right? Because the hundred speech is a lot better than your first speech, right? But you've got to get things moving. You've got to try. You've got to play in your artistry. And one of the things the girls have also really invited me to do, which has been transformational, is to work on my artistry you know, more than just a little bit a day, like dedicating a full day to my artistry and spending time out in the world and going to art museums and seeing the ballet and going to Beyonce and things like that. Like when you decide what your captain is, you can then start to build your schedule around that priority because mm-hmm. all of that becomes an investment back into the business. So you two are gold. I mean, truly you're my first two-part series, which is massive. Like the first time in history on the pod. Um, and it was so worth it. So how can people, I mean, I'm going to link up to your social. I'm going to link up to House of Nectar. Like all the things are going to be in the show notes, y'all. And I know I said that on the last episode, but what do people need to know right now about working with you and what's next? Any final thoughts here as we sort of wrap up this, this magic together? Yeah. I mean, it's we're not here to make you feel intimidated. We're actually here to take all of that worrisome, confused, chaotic kind of energy and bring an understanding to all of it. And the house is really this wise scripture that just loves to teach and opens up knowledge and brings you through an experience. So everything on our Instagram is experiential in terms of the way we communicate, the tongue that we use. And it's not for the lighthearted. But it's yeah, definitely which worth I love. <laughs> juicy. It's worth digging into because there's a lot of truth serums, and it's built to teach you what strategy looks like and what the dedication and the sacrifice is. So if you follow along through our Instagram journey, you're going to start to realize that there's a lot of hone focus. And it's taking one strategic step after the next to build something really magnificent in the years to come. Wow. I adore you girls. Thank you so much for sharing thy nectar with (laughs) uh, all the beautiful men and women that listen to this podcast. We've got people in all different careers, all shapes and walks of life. And it's just really invaluable, uh, the lessons here. And I think they can translate um, throughout any, any industry, right? And guys, if you want to learn more about House of Nectar and uh, the work they're doing, of course, Instagram is always a great follow. They are really fun on Instagram individually, but also House of Nectar. Uh, we've got um, a website linked up and all of that. And plus, y'all, they're, they're hanging around my world. So if you, if you, you'll see them spinning around my stories. We're up to so many fun things. And just be prepared, you know, um, as you've heard the last couple of episodes, a lot of things changing around here. And I think one of the biggest reasons I wanted to start this conversation now with you is I think so many people show up and say, oh my God, I was one day I was a photographer taking photos of babies. And the next day I'm photographing Michelle Obama in the White House. And it just, it was just a wild, what a wild story. I'm like, I want the wild story. How the <laughs> fuck did you go from that to that? And so I'm trying to be honest with you guys here and sort of be transparent and a little raw and vulnerable and introduce you to the team and the process. So you can kind of see the unperfect deconstruction of a rebuild guys. Like I have been talking about improv for the last 15 years and now I am doing something very different on stages, but am I right now? I'm just honing my focus and 
I'm going to show you how all of that looks and you're going to hear about all of it and just be prepared because where we're going is going to be a lot of fun and I know you'll learn from it too. So buckle up babies and uh, House of Nectar, just adore you. Thanks for being here. Thank you. We love you. Holla at you girls. Love you. <laughs> holla. Holla, holla. <laughs> holla. Holla. Holla.